Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy. Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk. In today's episode, we're going to discuss ESAI's assessment of China's oil demand and data methods, as well as the implications for trade for the next few months. Joining me today is Yao Wu. So Yao, I know that some Asian countries have been managing COVID well, but are challenged by new infections recently, uh, some of these countries being Japan and South Korea. So how is the situation in China? Well, since the reopening in March, China has been doing pretty well in terms of containing the spread of COVID. Numbers of daily new cases largely remain in the double digits. There have been a few resurgences in Beijing and Xinjiang province at some point, but the situations were quickly controlled before the numbers could rise to any alarming scale. The government has its own experience to deal with COVID in a very efficient way. Whenever there is an increase of infections, local governments make it a top priority to suppress the spread by enforcing very strict localized tracing and quarantine measures. Uh, They just have the capacity to ensure that nobody in the targeted area leave their home during quarantine. And this could almost immediately stop the spread. So I believe in China, it is less likely to see a flare up of infections to the extent that the economy would feel another major impact. But they reopened schools this month, correct? There's always a chance of resurgence. And because of the strictness of quarantine measures in China, Even if they're quick and localized, there's still a bump in the road for the economy's recovery. I think so. Last week, all schools, including colleges, reopened across the country and life seems back to normal. These, on one hand, will support the recovery, but also increase the risk of new infections and and therefore impact people's mobility uh, due to quarantines, right? So overall, we expect the recovery to be a slow process until an effective vaccine become available. And when do you think we can expect a vaccine there? Currently, they have a vaccine candidate in phase three clinical trial and could potentially start to distribute it by the end of this year or early next year. And that sounds promising. What does this imply for China's demand for transport fuels? Well, COVID had and still has important impact on the economy. Of course, the economy is also affected by factors other than domestic COVID situation, such as a weak global economy and the extreme flooding this summer. In our last podcast, we also talk about increasing geopolitical tensions. It is still the case China-US and China-India relations will disrupt trade and investment and add downside risks for the economy. So looking at mobility data, there is still a lack of recovery in trucking activity and especially long distance travel according to official statistics. China's highway freight traffic was at 85% of last year's levels in July, whereas um, highway passenger kilometers and air traffic were only at 60% and 50% of last year's levels, respectively. We also track short distance travel in major cities. For example, data such as TomTom traffic index suggests driving in big cities are very close, but still not back to 2019 levels. Moreover, retail sales are 1.1% below 2019 levels in July. To put this in context, before COVID, the norm is 7 to 9% growth. This suggests weak consumption in general. 
the PMI index in August was 51, which means manufacturing is expanding, but slightly lower than July. Overall, we estimate that the country's demand for transport fuels, including gasoline, diesel, jet fuel, and fuel oil, recovered from February lows of 5.1 million barrels per day to 7.6 million barrels per day in July, within 4% of last year's levels. Do you see the trend in the apparent consumption? So this is a year of abnormality. You have to think carefully about the data in front of you. To get to the apparent demand, you add up domestic production and imports and minus exports. So this method overlooks the change in inventories. This year, we have to make adjustments to the apparent demand method. Because firstly, refinery throughput reached record high at 14 million barrel per day in June, July. This was 500,000 barrel per day higher than the pre-pandemic levels. And this was not encouraged by demand, but because the margins were good, Chinese refiners took advantage of low prices since March by importing large volumes of crude oil, and domestic fuel prices uh, stopped falling once oil prices fell below $40 per barrel. That is why they produce much more than the market needed. And secondly, due to weak demand for transport fuels in other countries, China's product exports have plunged by more than half since May. For example, in July, China was able to export 80,000 barrel per day of jet fuel and 130,000 barrel per day of diesel. But last July, exports for the two products were 350,000 barrel per day and 380,000 barrel per day, respectively. So between high production and low exports, you get abnormally high apparent demand numbers. And that's not helpful to understand the country's real demand. What do you do with the data then? If we look at the reported data, China's fuels demand would have surged by 12% year on year when over 20 of the country's central and eastern provinces were flooded during June, July. So it is necessary to make downward adjustments to account for a significant build of inventories. And anecdotal information in our own model suggests that inventories have reached record high and unsustainable levels. We look at the market developments carefully and make our judgment on what is realistic. Now that we have a slow recovery of demand and high stocks, how will things unfold for the next few months? For the rest of the year, we expect three developments that will help ease the inventory pressure. First, product exports will increase. State refiners already talked about plans to raise gasoline and diesel exports to 390,000 barrel per day and 420,000 barrel per day in August, September, uh, respectively. This is nearly 30% and over 200% above July levels um, for the two products. As a result, prices in Singapore will be under pressure. Secondly, refinery throughput will edge down to just above um, maybe 13 million barrel per day as margins deteriorate and refiners have to do away with their stocks. And lastly, as a result of lower throughput and rising oil prices, we expect China's imports of crude oil uh, will decline to maybe just 10 million barrel per day by the end of the year. Thank you, Yao. 
this is, of course, an ongoing situation, and these updates are very useful. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jake. Thank you for joining us on Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy.